It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. A talk show that's real. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. At American colleges, if you're a faculty member and you want more pay or a promotion, you must publish articles. Since the journals supposedly have high standards, some researchers were thrilled to get an email from a journal that said, I have now closely considered the revisions of your manuscript, Dog Park. They're laughing because they just pulled off a hope. And will recommend its publication in gender, place, and culture. They'd sent so-called research to 20 prominent journals in women and gender studies, race studies, sexuality, fat, and queer studies for this journal of social work. We rewrote a section of Mein Kampf as intersectional feminism, and this journal has accepted it. Seven of their crazy papers got in. And one that claims that dog-humping incidents can be taken as evidence of rape culture has been officially honored as excellent scholarship. Thinking, oh my God, we got a paper in, and it's probably the craziest thing we wrote. And they had to study the genitals of 100,000 dogs, they said. 10,000, I'm sorry, I overstated it. Uh, So that was a report that John Stossel just shows that there's a lot of prestige in getting in these magazines, and they were getting in these magazines by putting in faulty research because it was the theme in which they wanted. It's the new woke culture. Now, that was done a couple of years ago, but it's more in vogue today. James Lindsay knows all that. He's a mathematician, expert in critical race theory, founder of NewDiscourses.com, and author of the books, Cynical Theories and How to Have Impossible Conversations. James, welcome to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. James, does it surprise you things like that got through? With if you if you start with the right premise, do you get published or you get recognized? Oh, yeah. At the time, we were pretty sure it would be possible, but it was absolutely shocking, the stuff that we wrote, because we were trying to be as crazy as possible. I mean, literally looking at dog sex and examining thousands of dog genitals uh, and sending that off and having it considered excellent scholarship, rewriting a chapter of Mein Kampf and seeing a social work journal pick that up, that's Hitler. And in turn, did you get retro- a retribution? Do you get praise? We got kind of a you know polarized reaction. Obviously, the people in the universities were mostly mad at us. They didn't thank us for showing this corruption that's going on so that they could clean house. Meanwhile, people who uh, are outside of the university, mostly right-wing people, noticed – they knew this problem was happening. They knew it was there, and they were grateful for the evidence, and they were very positive. So it was a very polarized response. How do we get here, James? Who who wants us to be more feminine? Who wants us to be more woke? Uh, I'll be real blunt: the communists. <laughs> it's a little it's a little more complicated than that. But this has been this is sort of like the end point of a century long uh, incursion into Western civilization, Western culture to try to turn it over from within. And they seem to be succeeding because I don't know anybody who embraces this agenda. I mean, when I'm watching Bill Maher speak out and say, stop with the cancel culture, when I'm watching comedians say, uh, I no longer want to be part of the Democratic Party because I don't even know where they're coming at with this agenda uh, because everyone's being canceled, fired, released, boycotted. Uh, who's left? Um a lot of people are not left. They're all leaving. Uh, I even have seen now threads of people who are very defensive of Biden going into the election who are now already saying they're absolutely done with Biden. They're done with the Democratic Party. They're never going to vote Democrat again. 
because of just all of this crazy stuff getting pushed in so quickly and so hard, which personally I predicted. I tried to tell people I got ended up having to go on television in three countries to explain myself after I said I was going to vote for Trump uh, back in October. But it was it was in my opinion a necessary move, and we made a big mistake. The country did. I don't think there's any question, um, but I felt that way all along. I think Joe Biden shot. Uh, I don't know whose agenda this is, but you couldn't have gone. You've couldn't gone more out of your way to destroy the country. You might as well be China. You're getting rid of oil and gas. You're opening up our borders. You're running up our deficit in an in an intolerable way. A way in which Larry Summers, the former Treasury Secretary for Barack Obama, that says it's unsustainable. You wonder who's steering this ship. And you believe this is something that's been going on for a while? No, it's certainly been going on for a while. The attempt to take over the universities, like with this academic literature, was a deliberate plan that was hatched in the 1960s by leftist radicals who were very famous, whose names aren't well known today, like Herbert Marcuse. Uh, it's his logic that we live in today. The logic is called repressive tolerance. There is an essay written in 1965 by the same guy, Herbert Marcuse, saying that the movements from the left must be tolerated, even if they're violent movements from the right must not be tolerated. They must be censored. They must even be pre-censored so that the thoughts can never even enter their heads. That's the logic we live in. This is a long-running project. Um, this is this isn't just coming out of the grass. Uh, as you mentioned China, by the way, they are funding this. They they are also on their social media accounts stoking it. They know what they're doing. They see the weapon. Um, lots of money goes from CCP organizations into uh, funding outlets that put stuff like this out. I could name a big one for you that was pretty crucial last year, which is the T.H. Chan School of Public Health at Harvard. Should look into how that was created, how it was funded. Largest single donation ever given to Harvard University was given by a man named Ronnie Chan, who has not the same Chan as T.H. Chan, but uh, they're related, and he's got deep ties to CCP. This is There is a lot of Chinese money behind this. Yeah, so you have to wonder where it's going because they are they have this they are trumpeting their masculinity and their aggression and they're here on our military is trumpeting we should be more inclusive. We're talking about gutting uh any type of um, you know, uh, aberrant behavior within our military instead of addressing it with our enemies. I never remember anything like that. It's almost as if our Pentagon's got timid. Uh, they've got timid. They've also – this is the same kind of thing. That plan that I talked about in the 1960s from Marcusa has deeper roots to a guy named Antonio Gramsci. Antonio Gramsci was probably the inspiration for Mao's project, uh, and this got hatched. And his, his goal, Gramsci's goal was to infiltrate existing institutions and create a new culture within them from the inside by bringing in bureaucrats and experts who are going to change the organizational culture to turn it into something else. So it's far worse than that our military has gotten timid. Our military has been uh, colonized by people who have an anti-America, anti-West agenda. And that whole politically correctness within it, uh, it's hard to explain. I never remember anything like that uh, in my in my lifetime where we seem to be focusing on our own enemies. And we're talking more about white supremacy in America than we're talking about ISIS in the Middle East. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, the targets for this this organ or this this operation is within. It is the target Western civilization at its very uh, pillars that hold it up, and it's to knock those things down. So if the targets are going to be uh, Western civilization, and they're going to be to hit the the points that are weakest, where people are going to get the most inflamed. So everything has to be white supremacy now, because everybody rightly rejects the idea of white supremacy. So they're going to hit us in our weakest spot, and they're doing it not from the outside, but from within. 
And if you want to create chaos in America, how about defunding the police? Isn't that what we're seeing yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Defunding the police is yet another one of these programs. These people don't actually want there to be fewer police. They want there to be fewer police that they don't control. So they want to make it so that the police forces are established and dictated by them. So, you know, we'll have all these rehires and they're going to mandate all kinds of diversity training and all this implicit. I think we might have lost James. Is he back? Am I back? Oh, yeah, you're back. We just lost you for a second. They want this diversity training to fund the police. They just want the uh, compliant police or less police that are going to be sued like we have here now with uh, with with immunity gone for a police officer in New York City. Yeah. Or you can look, for example, if they can't get it with the police, uh, you see that taken away in New York City. But if you can't get that with the police, you can look at what's happening in Portland. You can look at what's happening in San Francisco under the district attorney, uh, Kesa Boudin, who refuses to charge people who are, are leftist activists who commit crimes. So, you know, they're they're demoralizing the citizenry. They're demoralizing the police. The stuff that's going on in the military is I've heard directly from whistleblowers inside the military who reached out to me and said that it's demoralizing our our armed forces and our even our special forces now. Uh, this extremism stand down is all based in this. Uh, it's really it's a very dangerous situation and most people don't realize that we are at kind of the make or break point of an attempted coup of the United States that's happening from within. How does the pandemic fit into all this? To me, it seems to have been an accelerant into, in it. Yeah, it, it created a lot of opportunity to, to stress people out, to get people to be disconnected from one another, to make people work from home, to connect digitally where we act differently, we see each other differently, we're not as warm, people are meaner, and we're more stressed out, more anxious, more uh, psychologically unwell because of all of these different features, the fear in particular. And then to constantly hit that point again and again and again, that weak point of America is, oh, look at all of the racial imbalances. Look how this is racially unfair. We need now health equity. We need now racial justice and health. We need to name racism as a public health emergency and take special powers to, to, uh, to deal with that. It all added up into a lot of opportunity to push this ideology, this narrative-driven ideology, into every corner and every facet of life. You know, it's pretty amazing, too, is that now you have – uh, you see race and everything. They want to put this critical race theory into the curriculum in schools. They say uh, studies are revealed last week in the Washington Post that kids as young as three months old have exhibited signs of superiority and supremacy at three months old. Yeah, that's a that's a one of the things that these people do, as with our dog sex paper, uh, is they take existing things and do complete distortions of them for activist purposes. The study that they are quoting for this three month old thing, I looked it up, I read it. They actually don't tell you when they report that, that they only use white children, and they had them look at pictures of, of people with different races on television screens while their mothers held them. So they had absolutely no way to screen out, is it that the child preferentially looks slightly longer at faces that match the what their mother's face looks like in a kind of blurry three-month-old way? The study is absolutely poor. It is absolutely can, – you cannot draw the conclusions they draw from it. But they draw those conclusions anyway because they have no obligation to the truth. So what They do you, only have obligation to their narrative. So, uh, so James Lindsay, as you look at critical race theory where I would, I would say you're an expert, uh, how do you fight back from that? I mean we're watching this happen now in Loudoun County in Virginia where some of these parents, they tried to, to uh, put them on a blacklist and try to get rid of their kids and they're fighting back and they're mocking uh, their opponents. Instead of running in fear of being called a racist, they're mocking that fact. They think that's the key. 
Yeah, I mean, that is one tool. They don't like to be mocked. They also don't have the truth on their side. They also don't like to be resisted. So you have to resist them. You have to stand up. You have to speak up. You have to get lawyers involved and bring lawsuits, uh, especially in schools. What seems to be an avenue that works is bringing lawsuits about compelled speech. They're compelling kids to admit to their racism, for example, or to talk about privilege and their privilege status. Yeah, these these kinds of things have to be done. People are going to have to speak up about this. They're going to have to say, no, racism is wrong always, whether it's done by people that we traditionally think of as racist 50 years ago or whether it's by these new racists, these neo-racists using critical race theory to divide America, divide, divide our children, divide our societies and even the military by race and to make race relevant to everything in a poisonous way. And by the way, there's a there's a story out today that I want you to take a look at. Captain Underpants, which is a children's book, obviously, being pulled for passive racism. Here is uh, Helen Raleigh um, on the woke mob threatening children's education. It's really alarming to see how similar what's happening, what's happening in China versus what's happening here. As I was growing up, there were very few literatures, children's literature to read, and many of them were dull, colorless. They were focused on political indoctrination. Although in today's America, we are not quite there yet, but you are saying this, you know, it's already happening that they're canceling Dr. Seuss book, and also we are indoctrinating children from very young age about to teach them that they're, the color of the skin determine their life. Those are all very scary trends. So the book follows a pair of friends who travel uh, through time where they meet a martial arts instructor who teaches them Kung Fu, and they learn principles found in Chinese philosophy. However, its publisher, Scholastic, has decided to remove the book from its website, stop processing orders for it and seeking a return for an inventory. They go on to say, uh, the author, I hope that you, my readers, will forgive me and learn from my mistake that even unintentional and passive stereotypes and racism are harmful to everyone. I apologize and pledge to do better. What for well, doing um, what? That's that's kind of standard. Here's the first thing you people need to know: when you run into this, you don't apologize like that. That's the that's your death your death now right there. You lost. Do not apologize. That's the goal of this movement is to put people on their heels, make them apologize for things that weren't wrong in the first place. And once you do, you feel guilty. You're you're in a defensive position. You can't stand up and resist this. So don't apologize for stuff that you shouldn't apologize for. That's number one. Number two, this is this has a name. You know, the the little clip we heard is correct. This is this mirrors Maoist China. This is a Maoist program. They called it destroying the four olds, the Suju, uh, and that was one of his main projects: get rid of the old habits, the old customs, the old culture, the old ways of thinking in society. Uproot them all. Throw them all away. In German, they called this Alphaben der Kultur. This is a long-standing Marxist program to to uproot the existing culture and replace it with mm. their new Marxist agenda. And let me add this. Why don't we take down our history, mock George Washington, take Lincoln off your grammar school, uh, make sure Jefferson comes out of William and Mary, and uh, also apologize for putting Jefferson at the University of Virginia. Uh, try to take Frederick Douglass's statue out of Rochester where he lived most of his free life. So all this stuff is taking place exactly like you said it, and we got to become aware of it and take action and stop being passive. Stop thinking this is going to go away because it won't. James Lindsay, That's thanks exactly so much. Right. Yep, thank you. You got him. You can follow him on Twitter, at Conceptual James. Uh, back in a moment. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. 
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.